1: Welcome to Think at Night. That's right. We got all three of those tonight.
2: Started us last week. It was the missing piece to the other things that we have on the show. It was a gambling segment. These are the race and sports supervisor at the Westgate Superbook in Las Vegas. We have games to talk about. Arthur, good evening.
3: Jay, it's a pleasure to be here, my friend.
2: Oh, man. A lot of fun. A lot of fun games uh, this weekend. Last weekend, uh, of course, was was fun like any other Uh, With college football, it's been so up and down so far this season, Arthur. And, of course, the NFL season, a lot of fun, too. Chiefs fans can't figure out which direction to go. Are they going to go the spread? Are they going to go the over-under? We'll get to the NFL in just a minute. But as far as these 11 o'clock games in college football uh, tomorrow, Arthur, Oklahoma State and Texas is interesting to me. Texas, uh, three-and-a-half-point favorites over an undefeated Oklahoma State team. This game is in Austin, Texas. Texas blew one against Oklahoma. I didn't see that coming until they had the quarterback switch.
3: Yeah, you know, very interesting game. What do we get out of Texas? Do we get now they're deflated because they blew the, you know, Red River shootout? Oklahoma State probably is a team that doesn't get talked about a lot. That line basically opened five and a half, six. So there was buy on Oklahoma State. Line sitting at three and a half now. Big game for Oklahoma State if they want to catapult themselves into maybe making a big 12 run maybe making a you know a sneaky playoff run here but can texas rebound you know texas eventually will get their backers because there's a lot of ut fans out there but the money has come in early on oklahoma state
2: arthur i thought they had that game one against oklahoma i don't know where the line switched at halftime and stuff like that but you know you bring in the hot shot quarterback it's number one a lot of you know rankings preseason and then you have spencer rattler the preseason Heisman favorite, man, it had some juice to it.
3: it. It did. And go figure that. That's why sports is wonderful, right? It's not yeah. scripted. We don't know any of this stuff. Like you said, Spencer Rattler is the Heisman favorite at a lot of shops around town. A kid who looks like he could be a top five, top 10, maybe the number one pick in the draft. And then you just bring a freshman in. So that's why in college too, is the biggest. You never know. Cause you're dealing with 18, 19, 20 year old kids. So, That's why sports is wonderful, and
2: that's why we love it. Now it might be the transfer portal, to be honest with you, Arthur. So so, so, so we don't know. Another team, Texas A&M and Missouri. I know, a lot of people here, we carry the Missouri football games here. A&M 11-point favorites. Missouri, just an atrocious run defense. The worst run defense you will see with what they've been giving up. And you have Texas A&M riding that big victory over Alabama. Can they carry that success on the road to Missouri?
3: Yeah, so, you know, the narrative on this game would be this is a letdown spot for A&M, right? You get the big win at home. Now you got to go on the road. You're playing a team who maybe you're not going to get up for. I think the narrative really is Missouri is that bad. Missouri is 0-6 against the spread. A&M, people forget, they were a top-10 team coming into the season, so they have a lot of talent. We know how Jimbo Fisher recruits. I think this is more about A&M just kind of taking that momentum from the win last week and riding with it. Line was eight and a half. Now at 11, could get even higher before kickoff because Missouri is just not a good team. And A&M has so much more talent than them. So I think you get a big performance out of A&M this week.
2: Yeah, Missouri sitting 130th at 130 teams in rush defense. You can't (laughs) do that. I think the spotlight game, a game that I'm very interested in because I don't know whether they fully believe in them or not, Like, I do believe in Georgia, even though they're splitting time between JT Daniels and Stetson Bennett at quarterback with the defense, is ridiculous. And then you have Kentucky, a team nobody talks about, the 11th-ranked team in the country. But Georgia laying 21-and-a-half on the number 11 team in the country. They are at home, but is that too much of a line for Kentucky-Georgia?
3: It's an incredible line. And, you know, these lines have been that way with Georgia – and Alabama all year. Georgia's the real deal. I mean, they're giving up five points a game. I mean, literally five points a game. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Kentucky is a team no one talks about because, you know, as far as the SEC goes, they're down the pole on, you know, where people are going to look for. But, you know, when you look at a spread that is this high, also look at the total. You know, the total is sitting 44, 44 and a half So you're looking at a low-scoring game, the way Georgia plays defense, Georgia initially was opened minus 22-and-a-half. It got to as high as 24, so there was some buy on Kentucky. That's why you've seen the number come back, because in a low-scoring game, if you're going to get over three touchdowns, there's probably a little bit of value on taking that team, but it's tough. Georgia has done nothing but, you know, answer every bell this year. So, I don't know. I can understand taking over three touchdowns, but... Man, Georgia just looks really great. So, be interested to see what
2: happens. Talking to Arthur DeCeasar, he's the supervisor of the Westgate Superbook in Las Vegas on Twitter, at ArtDice21. And another game, Art, speaking of uh, of Oklahoma, we just mentioned them earlier, going probably, now they've had some secrecy, right? And they had a, a student journalist get on a building with some binoculars to see who's taking the quarterback reps, right? That's where we've gotten to. But Caleb Williams getting as we spoke about Spencer Rattler, Caleb Williams looks like who Oklahoma is going to go with, even though they've been secretive. And it took somebody on top of a building with binoculars, but Oklahoma 13 and a half point favorites over a TCU team. They are three and two. The defense used to be a lot better than they are now, but this game in Norman, Oklahoma, I, I, Oklahoma's the fourth ranked team. I know they played close games Art, but man, Caleb Williams gave this team, but they look like Oklahoma again.
3: Yeah, maybe Caleb Williams is the spark, right? They're still undefeated. They're still a top-five team. Maybe this is what happens. Listen, you know, sometimes a team needs an injection of something, and maybe this is what it is. see nothing with Oklahoma money. It was 11-and-a-half, now it's 13-and-a-half. half be interesting to see if it gets to that key number of 14 or 14-and-a-half 14 come kickoff time. To me, the, the interesting thing about this game is the total is kind of low, 64, 64-and-a-half. 64 both teams score. TCU scores 38 a game. Oklahoma scores 41 a game. This game should fly over the total. So it's probably going to be a little bit of a shootout. Oklahoma's at home. You would favor them at home. And, you know, maybe they just now go on a run and we all forget about Rattler. And, you know, now it's the Caleb Williams show.
2: Yeah, they didn't drop that game. They usually drop that one game and then kind of rebound. But they did not drop that game as close as games were. All right, Arthur, the last, Arthur, the last uh, college game that I know people here are interested in. Iowa State, Kansas State, um, this is at the night slate, uh, 6.30 at night. Uh, They don't like each other. They don't like each other. Iowa State and Kansas State don't like each other. I do find this game, you know, a tad bit interesting. Uh, Scatter Thompson gets a new NIL deal uh, today with the local uh, barbecue establishment. But Kansas State... They gave Oklahoma all that they wanted a few weeks ago. They do set at three and two. But Iowa State, the favorite in Manhattan, six and a half points.
3: Yeah, you know, and generally Manhattan, Kansas, tough place to play. So, you know, Kansas State should be ready to play in the game. Like you said, it's a rivalry game. They don't like each other. Game initially opened minus five. We actually have it sitting at seven. So if you like Kansas State, you know, you actually are getting Kansas State at home getting a touchdown. (laughs) That's better. Probably a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Probably a little bit of value on that. You've hit a key number. You know, listen, uh, Iowa State's got more talent. They they should be favored in the game. But as we know, in these tricky college spots, you go on the road late at night in a tough place to play, anything can happen. And Kansas State has shown, you know, they're up for the fight this year.
2: All right, Arthur, let's go look at the NFL slate and obviously the AFC West uh, with a lot of people here in Kansas City interested. I think this is the game of the weekend in the NFL. The Chargers at the Ravens. Both these teams 4-1. and one. Someone's going to take a loss. Baltimore didn't get that traditional three points at home, uh, just favored by two and a half. This game is as close to a pick as you can get.
3: Yeah, now I think that is because there's, so much respect for what the Chargers have done this year. I think as bookmakers, we didn't want to just give the Charger backers the three points. You know, make them either buy it or do something else. Take them on the money line. I'm not a big believer in the Ravens. I, they should have lost last week. They sure. haven't impressed me at all. I know they're four and one. The Chargers have been incredibly impressive. Herbert looks like the next young star of the league, an MVP type candidate. I think the Chargers are a sneaky Super Bowl team. So it is right in that kind of, you know, under the traditional three points should be a really interesting game. And whoever comes out of it at five and one is right there with the bills as basically the favorites in the AFC so far.
2: All right, Arthur, another game. I'm looking forward to Like I said, looking forward to that game. The other one, Cardinals Browns. I'm a big, I mean, I know I'm believing in the Browns and it's Baker Mayfield, but still that running game, you're not going to have Nick Chubb. It's going to be cream hunt. But they are getting the plus uh, over three. I don't know what, what, what you guys have the game at, but the Cardinals undefeated at the Browns. The Browns' favorite. What do you have this game? Because I've seen it at three and a half. Uh, where are you guys sitting with the Cardinals and Browns?
3: Yeah, big matchup. Probably, you know, underrated matchup. One of the real good matchups of the of the early, early young season in a big game. We actually opened at Browns minus two and a half. It did get to three and a half. When it was at three and a half, there was some buy on Arizona. Figuring it could be a field goal game, you get the hook. We now have it back settled at minus three. I think this is a tricky spot for Arizona. They're 5-0. and They've been incredible. They're not going to go undefeated. This is a big game for Cleveland. Cleveland wants to kind of right their ship after a tough loss last week to the Chargers. You know, the Browns feel they have all the makings of a Super Bowl team. They have all this talent. So with the way they run the ball, even with Chubb, you know, being out. I think this is a tough spot for Arizona. I like the Browns in the game and I can see the Browns handling business and it's been nothing but Brown money early.
2: Arthur, a team right in your backyard. The Raiders three and two at the Broncos three and two. Obviously, the Raiders, you know, long week with the whole Gruden deal and the emails, but Denver sitting as four point favorites and like I don't know how the Raiders are gonna respond. Like that's it. This game's interesting to me because I don't know what Raiders team we're going to see. Both these teams start off undefeated, three and zero. Both of them a couple losses the last two weeks.
3: Exactly. Both teams reeling, right? I mean, obviously the Raiders reeling for a lot of other reasons. Yeah. Not only the two straight losses, but you know we've had this conversation before. We're usually against the Raiders because they're the home team. We get so much Raider money. It's been nothing but Denver money this week. Really? It was three, three and a half. I mean, I don't know. By kickoff, do we get to 4.5? Do we get to 5? It's been nothing but Denver money because this is this is the biggest question mark of the weekend, whether it's in college or the NFL. What kind of performance are we going to get out of the Raiders? So, you know, it's a big matchup for the NFC West or the AFC West because the loser now loses three straight. The winner puts themselves back at 4-2 and two and kind of in the mix again. So, Very interesting spot. We will be needing the Raiders, which we normally don't need.
2: All right, Arthur, the spotlight game for us here. Chiefs in Washington. Chiefs favored in a lot of places by a touchdown. The over-under is 54. That's more enticing to me because we get the number 32 and 31 scoring uh, defenses in the NFL. The Chiefs don't cover the spread typically. I know they did a couple weeks ago against uh, the Eagles, but they don't typically do that. they are twelve and one against the spread going into that game. Where's the money coming in on Chiefs Washington? Are people just staying away from the spread and going strictly
3: over under? You know, it's crazy because you said it. You know, in the last sixteen games, Chiefs are two thirteen and one against the spread. Mm. And even though they covered that Eagle number, they needed a late Tyree kill touchdown to cover that number. So. It's hard to back the Chiefs. I mean, they've been one of the best teams in the NFL over the last two years, but they cover numbers like they're the Jacksonville Jaguars. They just don't cover spreads. Washington is was also terrible against the spread, 1-4. and four. The defense is nowhere what it was last year. I think probably looking at the total is more of a sight. I will say that sharper bettors will stay away from the Chiefs moving forward. The public will still bet the Chiefs because of Mahomes and that offense. They're not afraid to lay the number, and they don't even look at that long-term ATS.
2: Arthur, I know this wasn't a planned game to talk about, but you know, from a Vegas perspective, the Buccaneers-Eagles, six points. Obviously, a lot of people cared about that final score. What did that do?
3: <laughs> you know what happens sometimes when that happens? It's almost the worst-case scenario for us because this is the way I break it down to you. The Eagles cover the game. We actually had liability on the Eagles plus seven, and then it also keeps – all Buccaneer moneyline parlays available and the teasers available. So everybody leaves Thursday night, either winning the game if they took the Eagles or their parlays and teasers moving forward, moneyline or the box on the teaser, now continue to the weekend. So that was the worst case scenario for us if you if I'm being honest.
2: Arthur De Caesar of the sports book at Westgate in Las Vegas. Arthur, always enjoy it. Hey, uh, you're at a fabulous place, the Westgate. There's nothing like it to, to sit and watch games and enjoy uh, the sports book. So you, my friend, are in sports heaven.
3: <laughs> I certainly am, Jay, and I appreciate you having me coming on. And uh should be a fun weekend of games, and we'll talk next week, my friend.
2: Yeah, they do great stuff. At ArtDice21 on Twitter if you want to follow Arthur and his uh, his great stuff each and every week. Thanks a lot, Arthur.
3: Anytime,
2: my friend. There you go, Arthur the Caesar, from the super uh, supervisor of the sports book in Las Vegas. Well, it's a blast from the past because Jason Nivens, as you will uh, hey, eat every week. That was kind like, of like 99. a week
4: buildup. I, I mean, I, I, that was a blast from the past. What
2: do you want me to do? You're, you're, uh, you're just, the MMA announcer. I just, I, that's why you weren't here last week. That's right. Like, I was. Introduce yourself because we're gonna go to break. But introduce yourself,
4: ladies. And, <laughs> let's try it again, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and sports fans of all ages. I present to you the one, the only. Man, myth, legend, icon, me, no Jason so,
2: Go to break. That's pretty good.
1: This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals Baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and sports fans of all ages, <laughs> I present to you the one, the only, man, myth, legend, icon, me, no
2: Jason <laughs> Never. yeah, <laughs> interesting stuff. 989 The Rock, Niven's is back. I'm back, baby. We're on Friday nights, he would have been last Friday, but he was. Yeah, but he
4: ditched announcing. us. Oh, but he announced and himself. didn't invite us, right? I, 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 that's a standing order. I didn't know I needed to remind you all every single time, considering the fact that we all play those spots for FAC Fight Night hashtag FAC10 coming up in December. December, December. Let's do it. And then, uh, and then, great. Right, still at the Cable Dahmer Arena. Arena, yeah. There's uh, and uh, and still streams worldwide on UFC Fight Pass every How time. Were the fight, they're great. They're great. There's quite a few of them uh, that that really, uh, you know, you you pay for the whole seat, but you only need the edge when you come out to these things. And uh, there was there was a few of them that went the distance. And uh, there was I I saw two things I've never seen before. Last Friday night for uh, hashtag FAC nine. The first one is I saw a fighter have to clip his toenails before he came in the <laughs> ring, which is which, so they what? made him do it. They, uh, they, uh, they, there's a you have two referees right, and one of them checks the guys coming into the ring, and you have the ref that's you know never for, seen for the fights. I've never seen a guy have to trim even. his toenails before, so that was something.
0: So everyone waited around while he, <laughs> he trimmed was, his yeah, Like, like <laughs> did somebody disgusting. have clippers with them. Yes, that's so gross.
4: somebody was carrying. Yes.
2: Up. You think they'd be like, well, oh, crap, no, no, it was no, nope,
4: it was somebody that you know, because when when the I think a ref holds on to them and and and, and 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 it was they win or
2: lose with the nails clipped. I, I can't, recal- I can't
4: recall it. Just it, I was just so taken aback by that because I've never seen that before. And then Did
2: you announced that, like <laughs> no, nails no, clipped no, and everything, no. ladies and gentlemen, it's six foot yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: fresh toenails <laughs> fighting out of, yeah. Uh, and then the second thing was the co main event, it was two heavyweights. Um, there's this one guy, Niall Bartling, who's really been tearing up a storm. He won the last fights that I did too. And uh, the guy that he beat uh, retired right then and there in the ring. He took off his gloves. He's you know paid his respects to, to Niall, and then he called Joe, the matchmaker, up and told him what was going on. And then he did kind of a, a his own ceremony in the middle of the ring and basically thanked you know the fighting gods for the career he had. And his corner was like, "You're not done. You're not done." He's like, "Oh man, I'm done. I'm out of here." Did he have a lot of losses? I don't know what his record was okay. I'd have to go back and look uh but it definitely was again something I just I think that's the thing is that you know these guys with FAC this is coming up in December be the 10th one and you know they they were able to move through the pandemic cuz there was uh, there was a little bit of a like oh how are we going to do this sort of thing and we worked through that and they always really pack you, you know uh, the, the 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 fights the the fights that they pick that Joe the matchmaker picks they're good they're good fights you know there's there's, there, there. It's what people want to see. Now there's, there was one still more regional base, like
2: from Iowa, Nebraska. That yeah,
4: St. Louis, Kansas yep. City. You know, um, uh, but, but, but these guys. Uh, I think the farthest I've ever seen a guy come was like Brazil. If I'm not really? mistaken, Run. yeah. But I think he's a. I think he he requested to say he was from Brazil, but I think he had moved here. You know, trains here, trains here, sort of thing. Um, there was a and new uh, he, uh, not heavyweight. He's um, David Onama. I'm sorry, David, if you're listening. I want to say he's a middleweight, but he has been on a tear through uh, FAC and really trying to get into that uh, UFC uh, uh, game as well. So, um, Speaking of which, Julian Marquez uh, is, is from here in Kansas City, was supposed to be fighting tomorrow night out in Vegas. He just put up something on Facebook saying that he has a medical condition and his, his corner basically said it's best for him to pull out. So unfortunately he will not be throwing down tomorrow night i like 15 minutes ago just came through but really? and, he, and and i mean yeah. i mean i mentioned julian because julian uh, was yeah. the uh, commentator the the, the the normally it's Sean Wheelock that's that's with him but he wasn't he was doing uh, some bare knuckle stuff Sean's also from kansas city he's um um but he was he he travels all over to do um you know play by play announcing and so uh, there's another cat out of uh uh, Justin, damn it, out
2: of St. Louis. But Did you yeah. go tuxedo again. Though? That's the important stuff. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. I, I realized that I, I needed. I didn't wear my, uh, my vest. I normally wear. So I just had the the bow tie in a black okay. suit. You know, my black suit, black shirt, uh, rainbow bow tie.
2: Didn't want to retire in the ring. Just drop the mic. Didn't, and I'm done. didn't
4: wear. Didn't wear my vest. And I was
2: like, oh, I need a cummerbund. And the and the two <laughs> ring girls, because I was
4: hanging out. We were in, in intermission. I was like, man, I need. A, I need to remember go get a cummerbund. And they go. What's a cummerbund? And I was like, you know what <laughs> "Come on, you know what a cummerbund is." And they're like, "No." And I brought the picture. I was like, "Well, that stupid like thing guys wear around their waist at prom." And they're like, "Oh yeah, sure, like a funny looking belt." I'm like, "What's well, not, Yeah, exactly. Sure. So uh, I need to get a cummerbund for my next uh, next ones in December. Hopefully everything works out all right, and I will be the ring announcer because, uh, as you both know, uh, Mama's due soon. Uh, the the third and final uh, uh, baby in the trilogy. You sure, for my, she says I you bring sure? out bring out the scissors. She says daddy, <laughs> snip, snip, daddy, huh? Daddy's getting snipped. So uh, yeah, that's the, the way things are shaking out. That baby will be here no later than November twenty eighth. Presumably sooner, as both of uh, the other children were born early. So. That's
2: awesome. Good to catch up with the Nivens. Yeah, we got, been a minute. Well, you're here for a reason. Yes. Two guys in a brewery. We've been doing this thing for about four or five years now. I have
4: no idea. (laughs) already Since Kareem Hunt played for the Chiefs, that's how long we've been doing
2: it. Yeah, because that was that night. Uh It was that night that uh, we were doing this, but we've talked about every brewery. In-town beer, football, they go well together. So does MMA as well. So we'll talk Chiefs and the Washington football game for the rest of the time, but we need to break away for just a minute, Mm -hmm. and and we'll talk. Because we have a lot of new breweries since... When yeah, did this. Yeah, there's... Now we did this during the pandemic, but we did it differently because we had to go out and get the beer, and mm-hmm. the breweries had to had to be creative in what they did. And right, they started canning beer and bottling beer. They, they had to find a way to get their beer, and they didn't go out of business because new ones opened up, which is really cool to see throughout the whole deal. But uh, Crane Brewing mm-hmm. out of Raytown, their uh, beer's been at Kauffman Stadium, and they've got a new bike trail. They do. Com- I don't know if you know this, they've been doing comedy events. Yeah, and that's where that uh, heart Barbecue is. As well, they set yep. up outside their brewery, so they've had a lot of things going on. Christopher Myers, one of our favorite guys yep. in the brewing industry. Going to join us next, then we'll get back to Washington and Kansas City. But it's time to talk beer when we come back.
1: This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. It's Friday, so crack one open with two guys in a brewery. On Bink at Night, here's Bink and Nivens from 98.9 The Rock. And welcome back <laughs> to Bink at Night.
2: Jay Binkley, Jason Nivens, two guys in a brewery here with our friend Christopher Myers. Man. Brews up some special beers out of Crane Brewing, and man, uh, it's, they've got a lot of stuff going on out there. I hope we, I hope we
4: do this justice, because I'm a little rusty, Bink. Uh, yeah. But I have been consuming um beers since the last time we did do this. Yes. Before the, the baseball season started. We
2: all do, yeah. Yeah.
4: Um and
2: uh we like beers. And and I've had
4: I'm not gonna lie, there's times when I've been out and I've I've picked me up a, a sixer of crane brewing.
2: I know you have. I find it uh, in, I a, know, yeah. in and around town. Which is good. It is good. That's how they're growing. It's right. Christopher Myers from Crane Brewing Now. What's up, Christopher? How's it going, guys? Ah, wonderful.
4: Wonder, it has been a while, but, you know, it's kind of like riding a bike. We're all just going to get Man, right back. Man, we a, it's a, you guys a, when you were a baby. A, just a little baby. Look at you now growing. I, I think <laughs> I, was te- I was telling Bink, I saw a picture. The first beer you ever brewed for Crane Brewing was six years ago, not that not that long ago, a couple few days ago. Is that correct? Yep.
5: We just, just hit our, our brewing anniversary coming up on uh, our taproom anniversary before too long and, and kind of going from there. So when when that when you look at it now
4: in your six years you're, you're almost kind of like I don't want to say the veterans of the city but you've kind of been around for a minute now haven't you?
5: Kind of that middle middle phase. <laughs> yeah. you know, there's some some before us kind of kicking off. You yeah. know having more breweries in KC and we were shortly after and then you know there's like almost 50 of us now in the metro. It feels like it's
2: it's, it's insane. I told Divins that we've had about. 45 of, of the brewers on. There's been some new ones Well, since we took hiatus with Royal Season. We're uh-huh. back, and we've got them lined up to go. But as far as, you know, eastern side of Kansas City, you guys are one of the first, and then we've seen more
5: and more beer out in your area. Yeah, I get a lot more kind of suburban breweries like us out in the eastern Jackson County. Um, it's nice. I tell a lot of people, you know, it's it's not just your, your neighborhood bar, it's your neighborhood brewery. So yeah. almost anywhere in the metro you can find a, a place to get local fresh beer, and that's pretty amazing.
4: I've had a couple different friends and 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 their uh, families and wife move out into the Raytown area. Both of them have been through. They're like, man, this is some good stuff. I'm like, dude, it's like right by your house. One of them I know walked the new Rock Island Trail, which has finally got opened up, and I'm sure is really a nice boom for you guys. And then another one I know is like, I like, like a mile away. So you are becoming, you're not becoming, you've obviously become, but you definitely are that neighborhood brewery in and around Raytown, which well, is Tell me awesome. about
2: this bike trail, because Nivens is interested in this thing, because we, we did a beer tour uh, before. I went into Arkansas yeah. before, and we've been up to Iowa to, to try the beers. But one thing in common was a lot of
5: bike trails that led to a brewery. It's got it. Yeah, it's been a game-changer, and it's such a pretty trail. I tell people it's kind of an escape, you know. Mm-hmm. You're riding by, and you can see it from your car, but if you go on the trail in any direction, you're in the woods, and you're in nature, and it's just peaceful, and it's it's really – really special so right now it goes between Lee summit and the stadiums and we're obviously right on the trail um but eventually once they get you know greenwood and pleasant hill and everything connected it'll connect all the way to the katie trail which is just just learning about bike trails it's one of the number one trails written in the country <coughs> like in the in the world people yeah. come over from italy and france and that's incredible
2: you know i know a lot of people it's funny as long before i did this stuff long before i did this another job and i grabbed a magazine it was, it was about uh, bike riders. They like riding bikes, and it was in Europe. And the one thing they always put in their canteen instead of water was beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like beer and biking is, is gone together, Christopher.
5: Hand in hand. Hand in um, hand. And it's it's nuts. Like it's just it's. I think it's becoming you know, especially in the last couple of years, more of a a popular hobby for folks um we're seeing a lot more of like the e-bikes yeah that even your average rider you know can take you two three times further than you normally be able to which is fun
4: i have been eyeing an e-bike for a couple years now i'm not gonna lie super nerd about it and kansas city is (laughs) kansas city is a little bit behind with the biking we we embrace the automobile so hardcore uh, you know 100 years ago which is fine with me Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to each their own. But I think you know, for those that can, should. What's an electric bike? Oh, electric. Yeah, yeah. Well,
2: you don't pedal the thing.
4: No, you pedal it. But then, if you need like, like where I lived, like people, and you, you all know, you guys all know this. Like Kansas City is not flat like Western Kansas. Like it's got hills and little valleys and all this stuff. So you get down to where I live in the west side downtown. Like you'd be, I'll be cruising. Cause I, from up here, it's like all downhill to get home. But then I hit a certain spot right about the boulevard and I got to go up. I got to go up the, the, the Kansas City mountain. And it's, I've tried to ride that bike up there before. It's brutal, <laughs> brutal. So an e-bike would come in handy. Um, but are you hearing with, I'm curious. And I, I don't want us to talk all about the the the, <laughs> the, 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 the Rock Island trail. I want to talk more, you know, about what's going on with you guys and, and the barbecue happening, the beer that's happening. But are you hearing any, You know, are these smaller municipalities, you know, deeper into Missouri that are going to be getting breweries that you could potentially have kind of like a a beer and bike trail session?
5: I feel like it's just a matter of time. Sure. Uh, um, You know, like uh, towards the end of the trail, like I said, Pleasant Hill, they've got a great little community there. I think they could totally harbor a a, a small brewery for that community, and that'd be, you know, another great spot to kind of hit along the way. Yeah. Um, and it, like I said, it, it, it's a lot of fun. We, we're getting to see a lot of new faces, a lot of people kind of discovering craft beer just because we're a nice stop there. Um, it, it's nice because we get such a big opportunity to get, you know, more macro drinkers in. People coming in to order a, a course Light, and I can say, you know, we don't have that, but we've got a great lager. Um, and, and it's just kind of neat for them to experience some new stuff that way.
2: Talking to Christopher Myers of Crane Brewing, 6515 Railroad Street, Raytown, Missouri. Really cool thing. And one thing you guys have always been is really creative at beers. I man it's been one of the things uh with Crane Brewing, only so creative. Although I will say this, I don't know how, how big of a seller it is now. I just go in old school, the Farmhouse IPA, one of my favorites.
5: It's it's still probably one of our, our top two beers at okay. the time. That's that's definitely a, been a staple from day one. It's just, just to me it's 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 a perfect beer. You've got you know great Belgian farmhouse characteristics, and then it's dry to, like an American IPA, so you get kind of the best of both worlds. Um, you know, right now we're in we're in fall mode, so we don't we don't have a pumpkin spice, but we've got apple spice going. Um, Shock is our our blue raspberry cal- candy Halloween beer. Um, the beet the beet is back, and you can you can find that around. <laughs> um, and then, of course, we get closer to Halloween, we've got uh, bats in the brewery, which is our our peanut butter cup stout that we do every year.
4: Peanut butter. You and I, it, I like that. We do like that. Yeah, yes, we, we it, like peanut butter especially as well. we start getting into this, you know, time of season. Uh, how, how 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 did how did things go for you all? Um, I guess the initial start of the pandemic. I know we talked. I mean, like, what's time anymore? I feel like we did talk last year through yeah. through everything. We, did. Of the, we summer. Yeah. In the pandemic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, we're still in the middle of it. You know, we're still kind of dealing with it. Obviously, you're you're hearing stories left and right about different. Like, for example, Ray Luzier from the band Corn. Having to sit out from drumming for the next three shows because he Cliff got Cliff
2: Kingsbury. By the way, saying, breaking and, and news. It, exactly, he's yeah. out.
4: So, there, so it's still happening, but and, and so we're all we're always still kind of adjusting with it. But how 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 have things gone for you over the last year with a global pandemic?
5: Yeah, um, it, I mean, of course, like the first few months, first year, it was a big roller coaster. Now things are getting a little bit closer to normal. Um, like you said, there's still, you know, there's still issues. We've still got friends in health who are still, you know, dealing with it. But um, as far as operations of a brewery and, and most bars and restaurants, that was probably the biggest loss to us was, you know, when, when a lot of places shut down. That's where we sold a lot of our kegs. Right. Um, so at least they're able to operate in, you know, some normal fashion. And so I would say things are, things are looking up. Um, we're able to, you know, have a safe space at our tap room and the bike trail. And you know, being back in football season, we're the closest brewery to the stadium, so that's always fun. Um, so things are things are looking a lot more positive. Hoping we can just you know, all get through the holidays and winter, and, and maybe be that much closer to to starting things fresh in spring.
2: Well, and you bring glorious beer. The one thing I always like, Chris Christopher, is how the breweries came together. I mean, we didn't see them go out of business; we saw them open up. Yeah, and obviously, liquor business was big uh, during anything. But I like. Do you think it helped businesses in some respects? Because a lot more people got into canning and bottling and kegging, like you said, getting your beer out. Hey, I know you guys have had people back a long time, but it did kind of give you a chance to kind of refocus everything. It seemed like that's what a lot of brewers did.
5: It, it was definitely an entrepreneurial push. You know, I think it put a lot of people on their toes, some that may not have had to think that way in a long time. Um, a lot of people kind of had to, had to really – Say, you know, things that we've never done before, we're going to do now for a little while. Um, but, yeah, obviously people are drinking a lot of beer. You know, <laughs> yeah, me of beer. included. <laughs> and, and I'm uh,
2: pretty sure Nivens, too.
5: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So and, and so I think it also did put a, a pretty big push on local. I think between restaurants, breweries, distilleries, everything, I feel like everyone got kind of a boost of people were a little bit little bit more aware of what was near their house because they weren't traveling. They weren't, you know, going as far. Um, and so that, that's always beneficial but yeah.
4: So what do you, what do you uh what do you plan on for the next couple of months and then into next year?
5: Um we are are pretty excited. I mean, we we've, we've got some new stuff coming out. We've got two new brewers at the brewery who are both creative and um make exceptional beer and and I think we're going to, you know, keep doing the styles that people love. We're going to kind of dig a little bit further back into some barrel aged stuff and some more rustic things that we haven't done for a while, but then we're also going to you know, kind of jump a little bit forward and do some more things that we're not as well known for, like more loggers and more IPAs and okay. and things like that. So that's that's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, we recently hired a new events and promotions manager for the tap room, so just getting to do those fun experiences and fundraisers that we enjoy doing, um, and just kind of giving us more opportunity to kind of stretch out a little bit further and dig a little deeper in the community.
2: Yeah, one thing I've really liked to seeing is you guys have comedy there. There's brewery comedy yeah. that shows up, and also your home of Hart Barbecue, which yeah. he's got. They've got a food truck out there. I mean, I'm serious. I mean, Carrington here at the station does these barbecue taste tests with Mitch Schwartz and everything. Hart the, brought their barbecue in. We tried it. It's fantastic. But I, to my knowledge, I know they go around the city in different places. But if you want the heart Barbecue, you got to go to Crane on Saturdays.
5: He's open Friday evenings now, and then yeah, Saturdays at 11 a.m. Um, and it's yeah, he just got named number one barbecue in KC for the second time. Wow, um, he's good, and and he he stands out. I think yeah, I think it's hard to describe without just telling you to get out here. I think he's just a lot of focus on on time and work, and and all wood cooking really makes a difference. And what that, beer it, goes uh,
2: best with the, yeah, the yeah. with Harps, uh, Christopher? I gotta ask you. If I went out, got some some brisket, something like that, some heavy barbecue. What, what, what beer should I go with?
5: So, uh, I think it's funny. So my, my go-to beer for barbecue is, is beet vice just because it's kind of tart and a little bit fruity, a little bit sweet, a little bit earthy, like it's good for, for smoked heavy meats. Um, this year, though, we've got a, a posh coming out called Legends that we're doing um, in, in honor of our, our football team at Gears. Again, this will be our third year doing a, a beer just for them. Um, and it's kind of in collab with with because we wanted something that was a little bit malty, you know, something light, something that you could really wash down a lot of barbecue with.
4: So so let's say that you got somebody in the audience right now listening and they're gonna like, you know what, I'm I'm gonna be in that, that area tomorrow. I'm gonna swing into Crane. Pick up a flight of beers, right? That's always the recommendation. Pick up a flight to try out what do you have, four on the flight? Is I mean, that they're right? getting
2: so many different beers. Five. I mean, they're okay, getting five. different ones too now, too. We're right, but that's yeah. what
4: I'm saying. So so you have somebody who you know, pretty standard. Just insert light beer here, right? Not, not, not taking a dig at them. Just that's just, just kind of yeah. where, where they're at. They're, they're, that's their standard. Just light beer, but they're willing to also be a little adventurous. What five would you set them up with walking through the door?
5: Um, I would say obviously our lager, Oddbird, would be a good gateway. Right. Um, Thundergong is kind of our American wit. You know, uh, American yeast, but but kind of. Belgian characteristics with some orange peel and coriander. Um, we've got a beer called Windfalls, which is a honey rye citizen. so it's still kind of that farmhouse aspect, but it's got a little bit of sweetness and, and really nice character. Okay. Um, let's see what else. Is another good one. I'd probably stick them with tea just to give them a sour, and that's always a great <laughs> gateway <laughs> sour. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? And then farmhouse. I think. I think going back to farmhouse. Yeah. Is, uh, farmhouse IPA yeah. is just. Nice intro to hops. It's that's a fun beer too because people be like, "Oh, I don't like IPAs. I don't like hops." and It's like I bet you could like hops. You don't like bitterness. Yeah, Let me give you a beer that's really hoppy but not bitter.
4: I, th- I think and definitely over the last few years that Bink and I have been doing this, I went from being like not really an IPA guy, and especially how <clears throat> most every brewer in town. The Kansas City IPAs are are definitely digestible, and they are they, they they're you can you can get into them and be like okay
2: like New England style now
4: I know like I like this yeah. kind over that kind, and I like this over that. But but yeah, there's uh it's it's definitely been interesting to watch my own evolution personally with the IPAs specifically because I never really was an IPA guy. And sours for me,
5: yeah, sours for you, yeah. It's it's interesting. I tell people all the time, like if I could even for like a day, I wish I could have like my original beer palette back. Like even <laughs> more common beers, like first brown ale you have, right. you know, first uh, first black IPA, first like just kind of experiencing all those those styles over again would be a lot of fun.
2: Well, you got us interested in that. Day. How long is peanut butter uh, yeah. stout going to be on there, Chris, or <laughs> how long can we get this till?
5: It usually goes pretty quick. We'll probably have it on um, by Halloween weekend, and then it's usually you know, gone by that next week. It's just a a fun one for people, you know, who want to come out in costumes and do something that weekend.
2: Truck chasers. Reminds me that uh, Founders, KBS. Right. There's people that follow those trucks. (laughs) And then they get all the beer. (laughs) And all the beer goes by. I've seen this with different uh, Oktoberfest beers. Like, people come in. It's like toilet paper hoarders. They come in and they take all the good beer. (laughs) Yeah.
5: I mean, that was... uh... I, I would I'll admit that was me probably you know ten years ago. I'll admit
2: I did it too, Christopher.
5: <laughs> yeah, I was, I was. I was. I remember. I remember searching for Chocolate ale when that was still a, a big thing. I remember you know calling stores and have you got your truck yet? And, right. So, yeah. That's. I was always a you know a craft beer lover first, even before getting into home brewing, and so it's that's a lot of fun. You me. watch it talk. That's for sure. Yeah.
2: Well, you guys do an amazing job out at Crane Brewing. Always uh, one of our favorites. 6515 Railroad Street, Raytown, Missouri. You guys have an awesome place. You've be doing comedy. You've got the heart Barbecue out there, which, by the way, that stuff is fantastic. Mm-hmm. There's no question about that. Mix in with some good beers. A wide variety of beers. Like No matter what your palate is. You'll probably find something with Christopher Crane.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: I mean, that's that. There's something for everybody. That's, and that's, we've said it before.
4: Even with, picky people. We've we said it before with, with, with everyone that we've talked to brewery wise. I think that the thing that you guys like the most is educating people. It's not like it's not like high fidelity sort of like snobbish. Uh, oh, you're gonna you've never had a craft beer? Mm. It's like hey, let me help you out.
2: <laughs> let me talk you in. Let me it. let
4: me point you in the right direction. Let me get this IV hooked up to your veins, and you're gonna love it. <laughs> yeah, so well, that's a
2: good idea, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a horrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> Christopher uh, Christopher Myers Crane Brewing. Christopher, always good to talk to you. You've been a good friend of, uh, of of the beer program with us. It's awesome to see you guys growing and growing and growing, and uh, continued success to you, my friend.
5: Uh, you bet.
2: Thank you so much. Love y'all. All right. Take, take care, Chris. Right and great
4: beer right there. Yeah. That's, that's that's, I, no, I'm like, can we swing out there tonight when we're done? <laughs> is that possible? Yeah,
2: Probably so. They have really good beers for every kind of pal. By the way, in the NFL, yeah. there's some uh, breaking COVID news that involved coaches in a very big game mm. this week kind of hinted about it there. I'll talk about that next.
1: This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio.
2: Welcome back to Big Nine Night, Jay Binkley. Jason Nibbins, 989 The Rock. That's me. Uh, you hear him three to seven. Yeah, I know. Should change times. No, no. Going. Still there. Three to seven. And then Julio Sanchez. Julio! Hello.
1: Well,
2: Julio, man. Ben We'll get into Julio during what, what is this? Things are going well for Julio. <laughs> Things are going real this well. Just chill. For Julio. It's beer music. It's, it's, beer music. <laughs> it's beer music. He's married and three kids since you last saw him. Yeah, three? No, I'm kidding. No, that's Nivens. He's talking about you, Nivens. Oh, yeah. yeah you yeah. keep having kids. Like I, keep, right I, I got
4: I got number three coming up. Yeah. Look out!
2: By Oof. the way, according to Adam Schefter, this is why I wish I would have had Arthur Dice on still. Mm-hmm. Just Caesar. Art Dice, 21 on Twitter. Yeah. Talking odds. Because Brown's three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Cards. Uh-huh. It's a good game in the NFL this mm-hmm. weekend. 5-0 no Cardinals. But, according to Adam Schefter, Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury, quarterbacks coach Cam Turner, Defensive line coach Zach Allen all tested positive uh, for COVID, and so they won't uh, be play in Kingsbury's place. Get this, Julio! Guess who's taking over? Who? Vance Joseph, baby! Uh The time of my life. (laughs) We're gonna go have the time of our life. I I don't know. I don't know who that is. (laughs) Who's Vance Joseph? Did I deep he, dive. He's from Denver, man. Remember a few years ago, yep. there was a guy from ESPN. Yeah, Vance an, Josephs having the time of his life. Deep diving on it because I have no idea. Regardless. So Kingsbury's, not, I don't think it matters as long as Kyler Murray's playing. Okay. I mean, you'll find out. I mean, the Browns had to do this last year with Stefanski, the coach of the year, right. you know. Doing it
4: remotely. You think Murray's got what it takes to to continue on this? Yeah, you think so? He's fun to watch. He's man. legit, man. Yeah, he's perfect legit.
2: fit for that system. Perfect okay. fit. Okay, Benk, how um, surprised are you with what Cliff Kingsbury has been able to do with the Cardinals? You know, I, I, what? he's surprised. I've been
0: pleasantly surprised. Cliff, I thought he was going to fail.
2: Yeah, did you really? I, I really did. You know, is it because of the track record? Because when he was at yes. Texas Tech, people would say he well he didn't win that much. <laughs> I mean, they would still lose, you know, rack four and five losses up here, even with Mahomes. Yep. But Mahomes, I believe, parlayed his name. Oh, uh, yeah. It got him the head, the offensive coordinator at USC. Remember that? He never yep. coached a game for USC because yep. he got the head job in the NFL. I was an advocate before he was fired at Texas Tech because mm-hmm. that's the way the Teeleys were looking that the chiefs would sniff around and say you want to be in a consultant cuz you can hire whoever you want. Right. You know pair him back with Patrick Mahomes. I always mm. But then he of course the star rose and there's no way you're going to get him because now he's the head coach in the NFL you weren't going to get him. Right. But at the time I didn't know dude's got a sweet pad because that Zoom draft uh Julio he's out there Miami Vice style in that house out in Arizona. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh <laughs> but yeah, I mean because he always had bad defenses. Again, when Mahomes was there, they had 128, Worst they had in college 128 football. teams in defense. <laughs> yeah. How was he going to do in Arizona? The Arizona, like the Raiders, I feel. Raiders in the AFC, Cards in the NFC. Teams that did not make the postseason had to make them this year. Just the fan base is needed, it, both in Arizona and the Raiders. I think the Raiders are still going to be looking for that playoff. going to happen The Vegas. Cards are showing. I mean, they're going for it. It's why, you know, A.J. Green. It's why J.J. Watt. It's why... You know the elder statements. They make this great trade today for Zerts at tight end. Like they're they're pushing all in.
0: Chips are all on all in.
2: So you think the Cardinals go to the playoffs then? They make oh, the a deep oh, yeah. deep run. Deep That's a great division. They're probably going to win the the NFC West. Yeah. Deep yeah. deep run? No, no. I don't think so. Who knows? I Kyler think, Murray, man, it's might, possible if he puts them on his shoulders.
4: Okay, what about this? You've got you've got some big name people
2: that are going to be out because of the vid. Does he get hit with the vid? Man, I hope not. I mean, they do test these guys every day. I I hope not. But yeah. again, a lot of these are the coaches. Like, you have the quarterback coach. That's concerning. Coach. That's what I mean. That's, that's what I'm concerning. It's very concerning. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's hardcore. I mean, they have a they have protocols in place
0: to kind of mitigate stuff like that. But
4: I love when you use big words like mitigate. Yeah,
0: I can't spell it. Mitigate. Okay. He does
4: use big words sometimes. Multisyllabic word over there. That's but that's right.
2: Julio. Julio! <laughs> Tom Pellicero says the NFL isn't considering any changes to the game despite Arizona's series of positive cases this week. I'm told, still scheduled for 3.05 Sunday, the Cardinals are going into enhanced mitigation protocols. There you go. They're scheduled to travel. Enhanced mitigation. I have no idea what enhanced (sighs) protocols are, but this is what the NFL said. They said, you know what, we're playing the games. Like last year, they had 256 games in the regular season. They got them all in. Right. Now, they had to move some to Tuesday or to Wednesday. But they, like college football, they came out and said, hey, if you don't have the required right. amount, you're taking the L. Yeah. You're taking, we're not moving games around. Right, right, right. But so so this w- could be a case we could move it, but they don't want to screw with that. They're tired of yeah. messing with teams and their travel schedule.
4: So I'm looking at this uh, this 8:30 a.m. Uh, Sunday game, Sunday Funday game. Uh, are you going to get down on that one? Why? 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 <laughs> because you love sports ball. No, I, 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 mean, I do like sports ball. And it's and it's at Totem Ham, uh, Totem Ham Hotspur Stadium. It is the
2: Dolphins and the Jaguars. i going to you go, England. You're passing yep. on it? Okay. Yeah, that's. Uh, do that. you think England's tired of the Jaguars by now? They're they're tired of every team that goes over there because they pretty much get all crappy teams that are forced to go there. No old herbs over there, you know, Urban Meyer. And by it the way. It might be a good place for him, actually, just to kind of stay away from spotlighting. and everything. going back to the COVID thing. Why would they adjust anything when it comes to that game? Yeah. When they made the Broncos remember last year without, play quarterbacks. without any quarterbacks. Yeah. So yeah, the Broncos would be the team saying, Oh, wait a minute. Hold right. up. Right. What are we doing here? So you think, uh, will this, will this be
4: the, the Achilles heel for the Cardinals that they'll lose? They'll be, they'll be the last team to, to, to drop a, drop a game. I
2: don't know, man, these things, these type of things, you know, Teams tend to rally around these type of things, you know, and look at them, and you know, you know, you know, Cliff will be on Zoom. Players are probably tired of Zoom. Let's be honest. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, Coach. Whatever. are you, know. you tired of Zoom? I yeah. I think <laughs> I mean, yeah. if we I do, never we, hear the word Zoom again, I'd do, be a good man. But you know what? Though, it, yeah, it's unfortunately. Now it, I don't think it's going away, even it's when the way COVID the world now. Oh, absolutely! It, I think people like doing things remotely. You see yeah, TV shows and people remotely. Yeah, and I mean sports. It's, doing it's,
4: yeah, that's not going anywhere. So uh, I'm, I'm, I am. A, I think that is an interesting one to watch on Sunday is to see that Cardinals Browns game. I don't have a dog in that fight at all. Um, I, I guess I would go. I mean, I guess I would go Browns only because they're they're underdog. Well, but, hold
2: that thought though, because we'll do our world famous. I know, six, no, six, I'm, I'm not. I'm no, not, though, as far as interest. In yeah. Games that's certainly up there because you want to see because the Browns could have and should have beaten the Chargers again over forty points in their turnovers. Yeah, that was that and was, they, and, they, and they still lost that game. It was a good game between. It was an offense. It was ridiculous. A thousand eighty-two yards of offense uh, between the Chargers and the Browns. But Chargers, Ravens, Cardinals, Browns. Those are the spotlight games to me. Obviously, we'll be you know paying attention to Chiefs. And yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Chiefs notwithstanding, but, but as far as games in. It's a bit of an interest to me in the Raiders-Broncos, and we'll get into some of these matchups later, because they both started 3-0. Right. And now's a chance for one of them to take their third L mm-hmm. of, of these, quote, darlings of the AFC. Yeah. Like, like the Chargers have moved into now.
4: The char- Yeah, the Chargers, I and mean, when I listen to a lot of the national chatter, the Chargers are definitely right behind the Bills in the AFC. See, it's I want to like get into that. I want to get into
2: that. You know, our phone number is 913-576-7610. Same with Jay Southland, Tow Service text line, 913 576 7 6 10. Yeah, the Chiefs have had their struggles. But besides the Bills, who's really better? We'll discuss that next.
1: This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.